baby. You're looking very sharp. I know. I have uh, four sweatshirts, a jacket, and uh, a, a very effective man. Well, I know that you're serious because you're wearing your work boots. I know. Dude, these are a serious man's game right here, man. This is how you look the part, dude. Is this okay. what it takes? I, I got to get this off my eyeballs. I feel like you need a bodysuit made. <laughs> yeah, this Lycra or whatever this stuff. So I was tempted to wear this as a balaclava, and I was like, I bet you it's like super flammable. Uh, the, Probably <laughs> the is. Fact. When I forgot my balaclava at home, but nobody stopped me in grid. No, nobody did this. No, I'm blowing my own rules in GLTC. Hey, Scott Robertson. Hi, Adam. Hi, Hi Adam. Becky. Hi. You know, the only person on this podcast who hasn't done a one lap is you. It's very true. Loser. And you're coming in 2022. I've already talked to you about this. Yeah, I know. I'm, th- I'm thinking about it. You're okay. The problem is the time off. Nope. I'm already going to 20 weekends a year for stupid events. Although we don't have to do speed ring anymore. Unfort- I love speed ring. I, I actually it. love speed but, ring. But um, Chris has got all these grand visions now of like doing more events. And I don't know. I think this might be enough of it. <laughs> I think this might have been like one too it, many. We can we can crowdfund you a week off to do the one lap. That will not be a problem. No, we'll figure that part out. I'm not yes. worried about that part. I'm literally. Well, I'm, then why are you complaining? Because I like want to go home and watch TV shows. With my wife. Okay, I can't help. Like you I there. want my wife to come with on one lap, and she's not going to do that. You know, she could co-drive. There is Wait, no way. She's Scott not, Robertson's wife went on one lap. He's not actually married. My, my, that's, that, that's awkward, but thanks. Oh, no, sorry, it's not. <laughs> well, my wife was yeah. on one lap. Ashley's right over there. She We're, totally did one lap. With my dad and my co-driver, Jay. I still can't believe you guys did four people in an Evo. It was a like... dumb decision. It was so stupid. <laughs> you you <laughs> so know, the most people. fun group last year was four grown military men right. in a Chevy Sonic. Sick. Four people in a Chevy I Sonic. I kid you not. I looked at those bigger than me. Four no. military dudes. They're like, yeah, we're, we're in that. I'm like, you guys, where are you putting the luggage? They had to go buy a Harbor Freight trailer that day because they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm pretty sure they were shoulder to shoulder in there. Like they were, they were beefy guys, too. Like That's, mus- muscular. That is freaking crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even remember seeing that car when that I was That's entertaining. <laughs> Jeez. So uh, that like we, stresses me. I'm like feeling claustrophobic thinking yeah. about freaking GI Joe. I couldn't do it. We, uh, we overpacked. Um, the trunk in the Evo was small. It was full. Right. We were pulling a trailer, and we had a whole bunch of mechanical issues. We rented a U-Haul trailer because oh, yeah. we thought that it would be more reliable, and if it wasn't, you could call U-Haul, and they would come service it. Oh, the trailer. Yeah. And uh, we had a bunch of issues with that. With and, the and, trailer. Oh, yeah. And, you, you left it somewhere, didn't you? Uh, we did. And at one point, we were pulling, uh, pulling a 5 by 8 cargo, like, conventional box trailer with my evo that's crazy do you know that uh you could just like buy a cheap trailer and have a set of hubs for it and like fix it on the side of the road right i mean i know that now <laughs> you should have asked me man. We or, didn't even know or you can pay the company we did that just designs the best track trailers Which trailer do you have actually leroy engineering oh you got one of those yeah. i didn't know you had one of those man we ain't we haven't got that leroy engineering kind of money those are I, not they're not inexpensive. The trailers. peace of mind. Guess the one thing we have not had to fix right. has been that trailer. That trailer is balling out of control. It's got suspension yeah. and hubs off of a car that you just don't need to deal with right. ever. What, what hubs are on that thing? Yes. 
Like, you don't so, know what they are? Car hubs. <laughs> like, they're actually automotive hubs. Yes. Because trailer parts are, I don't know if you know this, but trailer parts are utter garbage. Yes. Like, they are. The, I've heard that from enough people to have bargain, paid a company. Yeah. <laughs> they're the bargain basement trash of, like, of any, of any automotive part. It's a trailer hub. I, when we were looking at getting this trailer at the beginning of last year. That's cool. I didn't know. It was essentially hubs. like we could buy the Harbor Freight. Upgrade the suspension, the axles, the hubs, wheels, tires, right. decking, all that stuff. And by that point, you're not far off of a Leroy if engineering. You're really close to it? Yeah. How is it uh, like to load and all that stuff? Easy. Like it's it looks easy. cool. We've got two huge trailer boxes on it. Right. Room for two coolers, four full-size wheels and tires. Yeah, you have so much stuff on it. And a 10 by a 20 pop-up trailer. Pop up tent. Yeah, you got a big tent now too. I didn't know it was a Leroy because you usually see the ads in like GRM or whatever, and it's just like this sleek little trailer with four tires on it, right? That's that's the uh, grid. That's sort of like top of the line. So it's lower ride height, full wheels and tires. We got the paddock because it was a little bit cheaper. Right. It's got normal uh, trailer wheels and tires on it. So top seeds technically only eighty five. That may or may not be accurate. Okay. Top speed for my bus, actually, is 65 miles an hour. So you'd be fine. Yeah. Guess how fast I've gone on my bus. Well, on on the way to that. Coda, when the throttle was stuck open. On the way back from Coda. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On yeah the way wide back. open, stuck at wide open throttle for three hours. I remember hearing about NBD, that. NBD, bro. <laughs> it was basically the plot of a 90s movie. Yeah, we were going 80 miles an hour. With no throttle control. <laughs> I could slow it down if I hit the brakes, but it sped back up again. So that was fun. Um, so uh, how was GLTC this weekend for you guys? Stressful? Um, <laughs> it was a tough weekend. Yeah. Conditions were tough. Um, and you had to give away your cool trophy. That was actually good and emotional for Dude, me. Dude, Luke McGrew earned the snot out of that. Trip. So we. What's ev- the backstory on the trophy? So the, yep. the so last year, um, we were getting a bunch of eyes on GLTC racing, right? And we're buddies with Johnny from Nine Limes Racing, and he had just started that company probably early last year or the year before. Yeah. Um, and he got this cool CNC machine. He's like, "Hey, you want me to make you a trophy?" And I was like, "Yeah, can we make it like a." Spirit of the spirit of the of GLTC season trophy. We'll just keep handing it to the next driver, and he's like, "Yeah, maybe I'll even make like a bunch of additions and stuff. Like we can stack it up and put people's name on it every year." And I was like, "That sounds sick." Yeah, I actually just talked to him like last week about it. So I oh, think good. Luke has to send it to him so he can put Scott's name on it and Luke's name on it. Yep. Like we'll make st- make additions or whatever. that'd be awesome. Uh, and so uh, Johnny made this cool. It's the touring cup. Like it's literally like a fake cup made with a bunch of cool CNC rings. Yep. Um, he said it was a pain in the butt to me. He said it. He said if he had to charge for the hours, he had it be like a two thousand yep. dollar trophy. <laughs> but uh, it's pretty rad. But uh, so all the drivers, end of the year, they all the drivers in that event, uh, they get a vote of like who gets the touring cup. Uh, and so like there's no criteria, but like yeah, who gets the touring cup? Um, and so last year it was Scott, uh, and obviously. With Becky. Becky. But it, I think largely because clean racing, instructing, uh, drove to all the events in the car. Good vibes. Good vibes. Helpful, et cetera. And like, yeah, just fun to, fun to drive around. Um, and this year, there were 13 drivers that were named 
as who gets the Turing. That count. that to me is one of the so many the drives. best. I mean, last we, year literally you were you, it was like almost unanimous. Scott got the Turing Cup. I, um, I wouldn't. Scott I, I, was I, actually P two this year. I, I I remember that happening and hearing my name and immediately having an out of body experience. Yeah, that's awesome. Like I, I went up there just like totally into days. Like I was actually I way you more being into days. Yeah, I I was way more emotional tonight because. I could kind of like relive right. last year and actually yeah. like get to feel the emotions. But so I was th- I was very glad to be able to pass it off to another guy. And I was talking with um, everybody down in Paddock. It's like if if we had everybody vote for everybody else, right. that'd just be the best thing. Right. So the fact that we had 13 different that's people wild. get voted like that's it's a lot. That's good. Um, it says a lot about your paddock and the culture you're trying to build. Yeah, Luke Luke did, what, six engine swaps? And, like, for him and Eric Meadows, yep. it was nine or something? Yeah, two for Eric. Um, just crazy. Crazy amount of effort. And just, like, literally effort to get there. Just yep. get there, keep sorting the car, keep having fun. Yep. Um, so that was, that was cool to see. Yeah. Uh, how has your car been? You got a K24, Z, whatever. Z3, yep. Yeah, uh, in the NB Miata. Yeah. Uh, how was it this weekend? Um, this weekend it was good. Um, yeah. I mean, we kind of shook it out for this year. Um, we, we had the addition of our, um, fancy homemade rear arrow. It um, did look awesome. I like that. The shopping cart. Thanks bro. I freaking think it's sweet. Um, yeah, we, that, that's, that's actually been in the works for like six months now. Who made the wing? Like it's a, uh, I did. You, you actually, do you lay it up and stuff or what? No, that's an eBay wing. Oh, you told me that. That's based on a $70 ship to my door eBay okay. wing. So that, it's a... It's a that it's, a One Lap of America buddy is a very good hobby aerodynamicist. Yeah. Designed the extensions. Yeah, you made it to be under our 250 square inch rule. It's 245 square inches. How did it feel? How did, how did it change the car? Um, eight and nine, way more planted. Really? Yeah. You're um, probably only talking like 80 or 100 pounds of downforce, but... Yeah, he. We estimated somewhere between seventy-five and one hundred and twenty, depending. Look at me. On. Look at my mental math, man. Yeah, there you go. Math. Been around Nailed a while. It. Been around a while. But yeah, um, <laughs> under braking, it's it's better under braking. My really? my back end would always want to dance okay. under braking. Noticeable um, though, huh? Noticeable. Well, when you're talking about hundred pounds, subtle of, but noticeable. Yeah, hundred pounds of downforce on a two thousand pound car, like yeah, it's a percent. Like yeah. you got a few percent there. So. And we also dropped the rear bar for the first time here, and okay. that combination. Like we set our personal best in qualifying by nine tenths of a second, right? So it was. Becky, have you driven it with the wing? No, not yet. No, maybe tomorrow. Okay, you uh, you drove it at Honda Meet here. I know that. Yes. Um, what is uh, what's your plan for one lap America as far as drivers go next year? So next year Scott's going to do most of the driving still, but I'm going to be driving here at Gingerman and okay. at NOLA. Sweet. Is the plan. So. Let's get you some seat. Let's get you some seat time. Tomorrow. Yeah, look forward to it. We got a lot of open track. I haven't talked to you about that yet, but yes, I was already planning that. You want to drive my car too? You help me sort it out. You stick the tire probes in the things, and <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I really, I love you guys. This vibe. I love your team. Uh, I love the fact that you just show up, and and Scott helps like crazy in instructing. Um, you were actually, I think you were the classroom lead at Honda Meet. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I really, I, I just enjoy being around you guys. I'm really glad you came. Yeah. I'm glad you keep coming. So Yeah, next next year is going to be the retirement year for the Miata and the One Lap. It's 
it's got to be the last year. It's, yeah, that seems like a it's hard. hard. It's hard. You know what I would do? I would like rent something. Like rent a car. <laughs> I have been saying for a while, I don't think that it would be competitive to win overall, but a K24 fit would just be wicked It'd fun. Think of how much room you'd have, though. Yeah. Like, it'd be great. Yeah. You could sleep in it. And, and keep AC. Keep yeah. the AC. Especially. I think that's hard to do in a fit. So, but, if you lose the AC, a non-obvious consequence of that is... Uh, you're on track sometimes when it rains. How do you how do you make sure that the window yeah. stays not foggy? You keep a heat your heater core. You buy a twenty dollar brake duct and you zip tie it. You buy ten dollars in Home Depot aluminized ducting and a thirty dollar boat bilge blower on a switch. And you run all that together and it works amazingly well. Do you think that all of that effort is worth the fifty pounds you might save on an air conditioner? Not even. 22. 22 I, pounds. I don't know. It was just something always well, the in... factory the factory defrosters that we learned. Were, it it was always up. in my mind, like the car I wanted to build never had AC in it. Yeah. So the f- first chance I got, I ripped that thing but out like, of it. But like factory defrosters and stuff, like, I mean, from the early 90s, like that stuff's not that good. No. <laughs> it's not like it's going to save you. No. Make a better one. And to be honest, like it's... That boat bilge blower has saved our butts more on the highway, I think, than boat actually on the track. Boat bilge blower. Say that, that ten times fast. It, it, um, I don't even know what a bilge blower is. You, you turn it off to get rid of the uh, exhaust fumes from the engine bay so it doesn't blow up and stuff. Oh, that makes sense. Yep. Bilge Why blower. are there so much exhaust fumes in the engine compartment in a boat? Mm. Probably because they're, they're old crappy Chevy 350s from the 80s, and it's a freaking Bayliner. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I the don't exhaust know. manifold. Boats, boats are dumb. If, if you think race cars are dumb, boats are dumb. Oh, yeah. Why well, no are airplanes really stupid. are dumb, right? Like, well, aer- no airplanes are very smart. They're just expensive. Sure. Um, race cars are moderately smart, also expensive, pretty dumb. Boats are dumb. Boats. Stupid. You could be just like a really drunk fat guy and like have so tons I used to be, of fun on a boat. I used to work in a y- yacht restoration company, yeah. and. We estimated every year 10% of the boat's value in maintenance. That's not fuel. That's not oil. That's not any of your consumables. That is in maintenance. So you got an $80,000 boat. Like your freaking Sea Ray is dope and it's 80 grand. You kind of like 8,000. 8,000 8, 8, a oh year gosh. if you were lucky. That's not storage. That's not dock anyway. That's. Wait, boats I, I want to get into boats here for a second because this is a fun tangent. Uh, tell me about what eight grand worth of maintenance on your eighty thousand dollar boat might look like. Oil changes, right? Uh, yeah, oil Cleaning? changes. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, boat bottom painting and refinishing—that's a big one. Yeah. Um, yeah, just really engine maintenance, uh, fuel system. Winterization. Wait, you can't just take the drain plug out and let it all go into the water? I mean, you can. You can. One hundred percent. That's something you can choose to do. Yeah. And then you've got an oil slick all over the entire yeah. lake, and they'll know it's you. But storage is another huge thing, yeah. and man, I pay for RV storage. I'm yeah, you pay more, probably more for boat storage. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're well, like th- most boats, like like boats that people don't have at their house, and like service themselves, they are basically RVs that float. Yes. Like it's everything is identical, like toilets, power systems, everything. Only the boat stuff is actually generally a slightly better built. Yeah. 
Like it's actually better stuff. I have a bunch of boat parts in my RV. So uh, better I, I want RV this parts. to really go off the rails. Uh, you guys tow, or excuse me, you drive your GLTC car to events, and I think that is cool. But you know what I think is cooler than that? Being cool. Driving your boat to the track. Yeah. Towing your GLTC car behind your RV. When yeah. are you going to buy an RV? Right. I'm not going to buy an RV. Why not? Do you know what's better than sleeping in a tent? Everything, everything is better than that. <laughs> everything. So it's it's. I need to buy a race car first. Yes, back like the way she we does. we've been no, close twice you already. You buy a small RV, an adorable one that you can cute out and like have all your tire temps and gauges and everything in it, and you got all these compartments. I just see Becky and, and her and her yoga pants, and I think tire temps <laughs> like and gauges, but. You have all these compartments, you put everything in it, and then you get a two-car trailer behind it. Yep. I, I can hear Becky's eyes roll every time people start giving advice based on how hot the pressure should be. It's like, mm-hmm. what's, what's your hot pressure? What should you do? I hear Becky's eyes roll behind me. Becky, well, I need some help tomorrow, by the way. It kind of depends. I need some help. Um, the car is a little bit pushing. We've, the, the goal is to nev- not do this forever. It's... It takes a toll on both of us, and it's not just do wait, wait. like don't do Whoa. racing things. Whoa! No, no, no! To to not like to not drive the race car towing the trailer behind us. Right. No, to wait, all it's, it, I would say it's a high risk activity, right? Because right, yes. uh, having to drive it home. And I've tapped. Unfortunately, I've tapped two people. It hasn't been bad, but I've tapped two people, and well, and I, I just get, think it's going to happen someday. Right? Yes. You do this long enough, and pretty soon you can't drive home. You yes. blow it up, you burn it up, and yes. crash it, whatever. Well, I uh, I had to, in an, like an emergency situation, go pick up a U-Haul rental trailer right. for my Evo um, when I was at Mid-Ohio a few years ago. Like Sometimes things just happen, and it wasn't there is a crash, U-Haul. but like mechanically, something can break. No, there's yeah. always U-Haul, though. You can always yeah. get her home somehow. But. So we, we've got a plan. We're kind of thinking about a diesel big van. With uh, enclosed diesel, or something. You mean diesel pusher? Yeah, diesel pusher motorhome. No. Yeah. You said it wrong. I don't. They cost the same amount. I'm speaking you know that, English. Right? You know they cost the same amount, right? English mother. <laughs> um, English. Wait, what? Do you know yeah. how much Adam paid for his giant RV? I don't. I don't think I want to know this. Yes. What? Eighty five hundred dollars, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> this is a thing, dude. You can't see my face, listeners, but yeah. are you fucking kidding me? It's a house, and it's the best truck, and it can tow the entire world, Scott. And he has a hot shower at the track Dude, every the single day. the hottest shower. My new... So right now, with all the updates, and probably... I would say I probably have... Damn it. He's just ruined my life. <laughs> I have 100 hours of work into it. Yeah. Like, Most we're of talking cosmetic. A, a couple of weeks. No, 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 not mostly cosmetic. I probably have 10 hours of cosmetic into Okay. It. But probably 80, 90 hours of like, and a lot of it is like make it nicer. I could have made it fully functional in 15 hours. Like, and it was functional when I bought it, but like a lot of the systems weren't plumbing leaks and stuff like that. This thing is the best tow truck I've ever had. It tows better than my Dually 350, like everything. And it cost me $8,500. And okay. guess what? Insurance... And- is virtually free. Oh, yeah. Uh, because any people person, just, like, don't crash RVs, I guess. So <laughs> I was concerned about the expense to insure the RV when right. I bought it. Yeah. 
So I called my insurance rep and I asked the question, yeah. how much is it to insure an RV? My insurance on my class C is $19 per month. That's pretty cheap. Yeah. It's literally $3 a month for mine. Well, $3. I have a lot of cars. Becky, how do you feel about this conversation? I do like the idea of a hot shower at the track. So hot shower at the track is. I put, I put this sweet on demand hot water heater in it. Yeah, yeah, one of the inline bucks. ones. Yeah. No, like, it, it, like, they make one that you take out the stupid, like, six gallon tank RV yeah, sure. hot water heater, yeah. and they make it to slide right in. And it's, a, it's an input water, yep. it's an output water, yep. and it's 12 volt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a propane in, like, just a freaking one of the gas fittings. ones, yeah. And like I didn't have to do anything. I didn't make an adapter plate. Well, I, my old RV, my RV had a stupid sized hot water heater, so I had to make an adapter plate out of a sheet of aluminum. It took me ten minutes. So my my Dude, six gallon can, tank smells I can like farts. Yeah, his is bad. <laughs> uh, I can set the temperature so like my max temperature is like one hundred and four, and you don't even have to play with the gauge. You just go wide open throttle hot, and it's perfect every time. It's the <laughs> best shower ever. I love it. You oh I, man, Peter Sang's got you, the claws, dude. Meow, let's get the claws out. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll take one more of those. You, I, I think you really... It's cheaper than a truck, man. You may have just ruined it. You know, me. it was less expensive. But it's really hard to tow when you have to. Thanks, Peter. <laughs> it was less expensive for you to drive to Pikes Peak than it was for me to drive to it's Pikes true. Peak. Uh, and, yeah, it, it, gets, uh, it got 10 miles per gallon towing... A super overloaded enclosed trailer. So. Well, and, and my other only concern, we could turn a great race car show into a terrible RV show. Well, and part of it for me too is I've got a six-year-old about to turn seven-year-old, right. and he's almost to the point where I can bring him to the track and not have to like. You know how you bring kids really to the track RVs. in an RV? Abe's got that's his why, family that's why here. I brought it up. Ashley's right my here wife dealing right with here. our crap. My wife. Hi. My wife. <laughs> My child, he's even got his in-laws over there hanging out with the kid. You don't have to sell me on this idea. I like the idea. Yeah, man. Dude. And now I like rad. the price a lot better than I thought. No, sub, sub, sub 10000 round 10000 It's not going to be next year. We're going to be doing this all next year. The biggest problem is you got to find a place to put it. That's really the biggest problem. So, so I'm thinking about rearranging my life, like housing-wise, mm-hmm. to where I have like a place to put my RV, <laughs> like that. You, sh- you should you should live in West Michigan. Uh, I lived here once. I lived in Grand Rapids. I know. Uh, Thirty six in Kalamazoo. That's where I lived on Tallman Street, right there. You know, I'm forty five minutes door to paddock from that here. Sounds nice. It does not. If suck. I was forty five minutes door to paddock at Gingerman, I would sleep in my house. Actually, no, I wouldn't. You still get gotta get drunk with we, your friends. We will for the one lap <laughs> next year, and it's gonna yeah. be awesome to be able to actually sleep in our beds. But uh, it's dude, you're I, gonna curse yourself. There'll be some kind of mechanical problem where you like will miss the event, and you'll just have to drive through the night to the next. Don't track. you put that on me, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> I will hate yeah. you. So uh, I'm actually, I think by by this time next year, I would be surprised if I don't have a new RV as well. Yeah, new to me. Course. Man, Abe and Ashley want them slides, don't they? Don't God, this RV slide. talk Ashley's really goes over down. Ashley's the baddest, man. I love Ashley. So we've got she uh, wants space for them big old dogs, seventy pound dogs. We now have a daughter who comes to the track with us, and sometimes we have guests. Yeah. So I, you know what? I you, slept on Adam's floor. You can it's do true. jumping jacks inside your RV. 
It's true at Mid Ohio. Scott slept on the floor. Plenty of room, one there. There was. Looks pretty good. Looks pretty nice too, doesn't it? I'm gonna bring an air mat uh, in two weeks when we go That's back. Two weeks from now. It don't. Let's not Son talk about bitch. it. At least, my, at least I didn't blow my car up. And you're and you're not going to be lonely this time. So. I'm, I am. Th- so I had a I had a stupid thought about street driving a car to Mid Ohio, just so I could be like you. Guess what I'm doing? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Five hours in my car. That's crazy. <laughs> you get them Bluetooth uh, headphones. No, no, no. And I, I drove my terrible. car to an event, and you were at that event. You guys yeah. were at that event. I drove my car to an event here in April, and I thought it was the, April, May. It was the freaking May. funnest. But the middle house like driving to Gingerman three times. Yeah. Uh, but I'm really tempted to do it. Getting that one lap life. I have to pee so bad. Real, real quick, do you want to talk about the podcast or you want to wait for another oh, one? Oh, you have a podcast coming out too. Soon. What are you going to do? What's it going to be called? We're, Who's it going to uh, be with? Uh, Seth Lemke. Yeah, uh, he's been on our show with us. Yes, he's a good guy. From one lap. We've been talking for the last year about the mental, emotional, psychoanalysis side of race car driving. Right. And we've got this crazy idea that how we are in real life is how we drive cars on track. Right. And if we can improve our driving, we think we can actually improve us, ourselves as human beings. Too. Really? I like that thought, actually. And, um, and so we're... We're essentially we're gonna have a whole range of topics. We're and we've already interviewed um, Tiffany Kelly, okay, um, about just pulling the story out of people. Was that right. in person or uh, remotely? Remotely. Okay. How did you do that? I'm curious. Um, not well the first time. We have to redo it. Um, totally take the blame for it. But we video Skype. And then okay. we each record it locally on our computers. Oh, yeah, he's from double Texas. Enders. Yep. He's from Texas. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, we, we had him on the show when I went to Blackhawk and met all you guys at Blackhawk during One Life America. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's good buddies with Pete Lindbergh, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, uh, he and Pete and their buddy, what's their buddy's name that they drove with? T- Tim. Tim, that's right. He's the guy who designed my wing. Oh, that, yeah, that's right. That was him. Um, they, uh, they, they drove an old Accord. On uh, uh, one left America, the tracord, so, yeah, uh, the tracord. Yeah. There you it's go. Pretty good name. Catch like up. <laughs> um, but what's the show going to be called? Track walking. Yeah. Um, because one, it it's literally what Seth and I were doing when we started spitballing, and two, it's okay. it's just the act of slowing down on track and looking at everything closely. Yeah. Which I don't think enough people do. Yeah. We've got the the number of stories and perspectives we have on doing this same stupid thing yeah. is incredible. And I like I want to talk to I already reached out to Evan, who's back to the track after a horrific accident yeah, earlier year. this year. Yep. And he went out and he drove that car like I want to see first time I tracked to Brandon. Yeah. Bill. And I, I want to see like. What makes some? What makes you do that? Like, why? Why did the next week? Did you get online and start looking for parts? Right. Tiffany Kelly, being a woman driver in a largely male-dominated sport, yeah. like, what's that like? You race against your husband. What's that like? Right. Like, yeah, I she wanna, beat her husband uh, earlier today. And yeah. about about time. Yeah, she's done it before too. Yes, she's won before. She's had a weekend yes. win, but. Um, yeah, uh, this year's been rough for her and her car, and just she, full teething issues. Yeah. I mean, if you could have problems with a car, she probably has. She's them. had all of them, right? Um, 
I like the I like the concept behind the mental game of racing. It's, Eventually, uh, I'll reach out to Ross Bentley and really try to get the big fish in there. Yeah, right. it's pretty easy to get. We've had him yeah. ten times. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been on his show more than anybody else. Has. You, I think you have. <laughs> I don't know why. Because <laughs> Ross is silly. Yeah, Good I dude. fooled him. I fooled them all. We need to get uh, Jeff Brown on the show. Yeah. Oh, it's my Love favorite. Jeff. He's a good guy. I wish it wasn't so late. I would call him right now and put him on speakerphone. Well, I didn't bring the board. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's 1130 here. So you guys should get a board. If you have a, an equipment budget, you should get the board. It's got to buy an RV, man. Yeah, we. It's been an expensive year of teething and stuff. We'll believe it. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Eventually, we're really doing all it. you need is one of these things. This is a board right here. Yeah. Not quite. A little tiny if, Zoom H5. If you want to record like multi-location shows where everyone is in a separate place, that definitely mm-hmm. helps. the board is the superior device. Yeah, it definitely. We'll, it we'll talk. It, it won't be. We, we've got to do it on the. We've got to do basically what we're doing with the race car, but for podcasting for a while. What's the What's our board called? The Roadcaster Pro. Roadcaster Pro is six hundred dollars. Yeah. That sounds like an RV. I'll be honest. Yeah. The Roadcaster Pro. It does. <laughs> I, I saw a RV the other day with like this terrible like you know something something by somebody like and I thought I need to make a graphic for mine after I finish all the the stupid camo graphics that yeah. says the grid lifer by Jabay or something like that so, <laughs> like uh, in some dumb eighties I never got the chance to do it but did, were you at Road America a few weekends ago yeah, was. yes so uh, the all of the trash cans at Road America have a bright orange sticker on them that say trash. Yes. The, the side of Adam's RV, oh sit, for some God. reason, just says Euro. And mm-hmm. I desperately wanted to snag a, tra- <laughs> yes. a sticker off the trash can to <laughs> just say Euro that's, trash. That was a missed opportunity. Yeah, that would have been that awesome. That would have made me giggle a lot. <laughs> I would have laughed a bunch at that. So, yeah, man, Abe, sometimes you got ideas and those, you just don't Those stickers through. are stuck, man. Man, that would have... That would have been like the uh, yeah, that would have been the Mickey Mantle uh, hit out of the park, man. That would have been an out of the park joke. I'll take credit it. for it, even though I didn't do it. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's the thought that counts. It's actually not though. It would have been funnier if you did it. <laughs> Be a lot cooler if yeah. you did. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, uh, so where can people when you get it done and start? Po- po- so, my my biggest advice with podcasts, yep, is you just got to do them. And you got to do them. We've got, you we've know what? got one recorded. I think recorded. sometimes you should take your own advice. Dude, we put out a show every week. We've missed one week in five years, maybe two. Yep. Um, so that's what you got to do. Yeah, but, we've, got, we've got one recorded. Uh, we've got another one scheduled for Monday evening as a wrap-up to this. Yeah. We've got um, our next guest, uh, one professional race car turned gltc driver uh we're, okay. we're gonna talk with I, my my other advice would also be don't always have guests because then yes. you always have to have a guest yes <laughs> but you guys would talk great together. yeah and seth seth uh, and i yeah. seth and i talk way too much right now it's so perfect. it's like <laughs> you know you can even just record phone calls too yep uh, if if they're good conversations people listen to them um, but where can people find this uh, future show? What's going to be called? Uh, apparently, track walking. Uh, apparently, it's going to be on the Track Tuned website, along we with the the, uh, the brother and sister shows, Slip Ankle, Ten Tenths, and Ten Tenths. Never heard of her. Who's that? Of, um, time with Attackers now defunct time with the tackers because well, no, they no, haven't put one unfair. out i think i think they're on like a uh indefinite hiatus no well they're sort yeah. of it's, it's sort of like the what's the show that eversley and what's his face does 
Uh, oh, dinner with racers. Dinner yeah, with it's racers. like them. They just record a few and then they put them out. It, didn't they do like two and well, that was they it have, this year? They have a television show on Amazon now. No, I mean like uh, Time of the Techers is probably like that. They record a few and then eventually. I, I'm giving them crap more. because I would like them to put out more so, shows. Uh, Houghton texted us this morning, me and Abe. He, he group messaged us. And he's like, I finally caught up on the slip angle. It feels so good to have them all done. And then we start talking about RVs for some reason. I don't know why. But. Well, so, uh, Houghton is equivalently responsible for my RV yeah, obsession. True. Yeah, it's true. The reason I have a Class C is because James said that's a what V10 I want. A V10 Class C is what he told you to buy. And somehow we're talking about RVs again. Dude, it never ends, <laughs> man. This is where my brain is. So my brain is in fix my race car, make it adequate enough to drive around a little bit. Yep. Fix the RV, make it nice enough to go camping with my wife, and able to tow the race car to a racetrack in order to be an adequate race car. Like, that's all I do. So I do those two things. And nobody wants to hear about my stupid race car. Maybe they do. I don't really know. I think, I think they do more than you do. Dude, I drove do. around the paddock for a few laps today during lunch break with the doors up. Man, the most comments of all time. Everybody loves the wings. Everybody loves the freaking Lambo doors. You, you, they, <laughs> I, I really want you to get one of those clear hoods that Dude, I, I saw you trolling around. Back. I gotta, I gotta you you need one. You yeah. need one. Wouldn't a clear hood life. be so sick? You need Especially the tinted one. Like a clear hood with my like oh, uh, yeah. with my BMW art car livery yeah. on it. And you need the tinted version. Oh, that'd be so dope. So you know what I think we should do? I think we should ask Becky the few uh, pit strategy things that most people don't do that you really... Yeah, that you should be doing. You know what I should do? I should not be running the race, and then I should get in the car earlier so I remember to turn my intercooler pump on, and the car doesn't fall on its face, lap five. That's my new strategy. Becky. Everybody what? forgets dumb things like that. Once it's so easy to forget stuff. It's so easy to forget stuff when you got this checklist. Like like me and you forgot that you duct taped over your brake ducts. Yeah. From the beginning race, and right. you lose your brakes going into and turn two. Drive off the end of the world, right? Yep. Pit strategies. What do you like? Tire things. Or? Well, I was gonna say like your Lambo doors are like my leggings. Right. Leggings are part of my strategy here. Right. <laughs> uh, because when I started coming to Grid Life, not Grid Life specifically, but to the track, I realized very quickly that. Uh, being a woman is like being invisible at first, especially if you're, I didn't like, I didn't know much about cars, so I couldn't interject myself into the conversation. So leggings were part of my strategy to be, uh, recognizable. Noticed? Noticed and then remembered. Right. You got Um, these rad leggings. (laughs) They're always the coolest. Scott bought me these. Yeah. They're like my new favorites. Halloween ones. Halloween skulls. (laughs) Uh, yeah, other than that, tires, we do consistency. Consistency is our jam. Like do you guys do any checklist? Do you do anything like, uh, here's how we start uh, a race? Like uh, We have routines. We don't have any like actual written checklist. I've literally been thinking about uh, like printing out and laminating a checklist and finding a mount for it and like mounting it next to my switchboard because if I don't, like, because I'm all like, yeah. hey, hold the radio. Give me the PA mic real quick. Like, I, so I, I miss your brother is a pilot. Right. And he loves checklists. 
right. reason airplanes don't crash is because they have checklists. Right. I'm, I'm thinking I want to make a mount off of my switch panel, uh, like at an angle that it's like, all right, one, two, three. Like, what are the things you do? You get in, get the uh, get the strap from between your nuts, so you don't sit on it because you're you're always sitting on it, and you always get the other four done. And you're like, ah, oh, put the other four back, pull that one out. What's the next thing? Clip in. Waist first, then chest, then, and then what else? Like Hans. What switch? Hans. Uh, lights. Are your hood pins in? So that'll be one. <laughs> like, I, I'm thinking all these stupid things. Like, what's the best checklist? Uh, because there's so many little things, especially with, like, a heavily modified race car. When you're not talking about, like, I bought this car, it has a warranty. Uh, like, heavily modified race car. What are the things? Tires. Hood pins, blah 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 blah. blah. You got you, this thing could be 40, 40 checklists or like forty lists long, forty pieces long. So, um, that's my new current thought: is I need to make a mount for a list. But that's does your car idea. have oil? I don't have any help either. Like I have all this other help. <laughs> I have all this help, but like they're all doing something else. Like they have a job in grid or whatever. But uh, it has been beneficial many times. Um, and I kind of we have like a, we add things to the mental checklist, but we don't have a written. But I do have a, a paper that every time I write down like our setup notes. Right, right. So I write down our starting tire pressures and notes on like were we running a wing this time. Did we soften the suspension? Things right. like that. And then during the race, I'll write down recommendations for the next race. So I don't forget so that. Yeah, he gives me. That's notes. right. What do you guys use for in-car communication? You use phone, right? iPhones. What do you use for headset? iPhone head <laughs> headphones. <laughs> it's pretty rad. It seems to work pretty well. Good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's easy. Right. Um, it's very. You own it already. Yeah. I, I, uh, I would encourage more people to do that too. There's uh, so much going on during a race, and by the time you get back into grid, you forget all those notes. So, right. like, he gives me live notes. I write it down, and then when we're doing the setup for the next session, we look at those notes so yeah. we don't forget. Um, it's probably part of the reason that you've went from, like, mid-pack to upper mid-pack to, like, back of front pack over one season with, you know, a lot of that is just getting better and better and better at being a race car driver, too. Like, yeah, and the and consistency has really been, uh, like, when things go wrong. At first, I was like, this is, why do we have to do all of these things every time? But then when things go wrong, we have a routine. Right. Like, we don't have to try to think about what to do. It's like, here's what we do. First, we look at this. First, we get the car out. Then we take the tires off. Then we look at this, 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 yeah. and find out what it is. And, like, that's been... And we also, every morning, Becky's got the car up on jack stands. And this is routine we... We started at the one lap. Like you'll see our car in paddock, in hover mode more right. often than not. We are checking everything, everything, every single morning. Right. Um, and we learned that from the one lap because again, like you've got to drive the car and you save know, for us. I have a story about that. So uh, my Evo, when we were driving it, uh, had one um, like high uh, high durometer uh, motor. Yeah. So like one heavy duty motor mount, like uh, I think it was like a ninety A something. I'm gonna pull a Joe Rogan and pee. I ain't gonna make it. Um, ran all weekend or all week. The car vibrates a lot at idle. So if you're at a stoplight, the car shakes. Um, Two thirds into the week, uh, we do our event at Road America and we come toward Autobahn. So we're almost done. 
And uh, we get to Audubon, and the car I was idling doesn't shake. The reason mm. I found when we got back home was that the motor mount wasn't there. It was gone. That's why you check stuff. Yeah. And that's why you... Uh, and this is something we learned over the, the motor swap over the winter, is you paint pen... Oh, definitely. Everything. Yep. Like, if, if you want an easy visual way, you get some a bright green paint pen, and you mark every single nut and bolt, and then next time you look, if it's not where it was, you may have found your problem Fix it. quickly. Yep. I think it's good to, to, if you're looking at the car so often, too, it's easier to realize when something is different. Like... If you're looking at it every day and it looks the same every day, what? and then when something's different, you can see it. I'll even go uh, further than that to say that if you're in the car a lot, you know when something sounds different. Mm-hmm. Like if if something changes and it sounds different, pay attention. Like like Mid Ohio on the way to Mid Ohio again. It's like four and a half hour drive, four and a half five hour drive for us. Um, we, we were saying like we pulled out of a gas station like. We pulled over on the side of the road. It's like, man, we've got an exhaust leak, and we and we had a problem with our cross pipe on the exhaust earlier, cracking and stuff. We looked. It's like, man, it sounds like it's coming from there. It wasn't coming from there. We checked all the joints everywhere where there's Everything. bolts. We it checked all of it. Couldn't quite figure it out. And sure enough, in one of the practice races, where I'm coming back onto the last corner onto that short front straight, and all of a sudden I hear a ding, ding, blah, and I'm like. We've got an exhaust leak, and it sounds pretty close to the head. So I back off a lot because I don't want to be melting stuff because I'm assuming the downpipe came off the head, and we pull in. I look down, and immediately one of the O2 plugs straight off the head just deuced out. <laughs> and we assume likely on the road it had started to loosen itself yep. up, and that's what we were hearing. How'd you plug it? Uh, Jake Jorgenstad happened to have an extra extra bolt just that just fit. And um, on advice of Dean, he said, hey, if Loctite's not going to do anything there, if you just mess up the threads, that's your Loctite. It's been good so far. Well, we did most of a show. Yep. It's 42 minutes, man. What advice do you guys have? For people looking to do track or race car things, do you have any uh, small, valuable pieces of advice? Usable. Um, you guys are obviously people that uh, you're at attainable budget, like your your regular wrench on it yourself people. Uh, is there anything key that you have learned over the past couple of years? The the biggest thing that I've kind of learned and. My my father and I planned on doing the One Lap of America 16 years ago and wasn't able to do it. I didn't take the time to do it until two years ago, and he's been dead for about seven years now. And there's never a great time to go race and do what we're doing. And my advice to anybody is just don't wait. The The thing that... I can't say it irritates me. Like, it doesn't make me mad. It just makes me sad when people say, I just need to do these few things. And yeah, then my I, car I can't will go to the track. Ready. I've got to do this, this, and this mod. And I've I, got, I need I gotta, this thing. I've got to finish my build. Do you remember my first track weekend 
Yeah. Fall special a few years ago. I came full safety, granted, because I'm I was already a dad at that point. I remember talking to you because yeah. we had had Jeremy Lucas on the show, and he had recommended a cage builder, M- McMahon. McMahon. And you were like, "Who was that guy?" Yeah. I think I, f- I forget where you messaged me. Yep. Uh, and I was like, "Man, beginner wants to do a full cage Miata." I, I knew I knew Great. where it was going someday, right. but uh, and so you came with like literally a full race prepped car, but you had stock wheels. Stock tires, even stock suspension, stock suspension, stock motor. It it didn't have AC at that point. I mean, right. I'd pulled some stuff out of it, stripped interior, right. stock wheels. Yeah, stock all season tires, like really crappy all season tires. All season tires, and you know, my guess, first track they had all seasons in the back. Yeah, the Falcons in the front. But but that guess but fun. guess who had the most fun that weekend? Had a pretty good time. One hundred percent me. What event was that? Uh, fall special. Here? Yeah. Okay. I, I vaguely special. remember this. Yeah. It's it always was, cold and it's yeah. always rainy. It's and I always cold. But I had a great cold. time. So my one one of my biggest pieces of, of advice is don't kick the ball down the road. Right. It's never gonna be a better time. You're never gonna have a better car. Right. The better car is just you driving what you have. Right. Just go have fun with your friends. Well, and this idea of like for for people who aren't in it. This idea of the build needs to be finished is kind of silly, right? Because honestly, when the build is finished, most people are just like, man, I just want a car that can do laps. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If, if your goal, and this is something I want to talk about on track walking. It's like, if your goal is to win, you're going to have a bad time. I, I say it in a bunch. And like, it's part of my GLTC race meeting now. Like the result shouldn't be like, you should focus on the racing. You shouldn't focus on the result. Like the result comes when you focus on the racing or the driving or whatever. Like being the fastest doesn't come when you focus on being the fastest. And that's that's one of the things yeah. I tell my students all the time. It comes on when you focus on all the pieces to get there. You will yeah. never become a better driver or you will never turn a faster lap when you're trying hard. Right. I find myself uh, lately because I don't I, I get seat time, but not, not that much. Um, I find myself fighting the try hard and fighting the like not the red mist, but like the yeah. uh, my car can break really deep, but I like you over even then you start overdoing that. Yeah. Can and I then, go another 10 feet? Right. And it's like, no, don't break it. The one dumbass. <laughs> it's turn yeah. 11. And, and yeah, start. And that can be a whole nother conversation. Like start of breaking points. I'm uninterested in where you can start breaking. Right. I'm more interested in how you come off the brakes yeah. because that is magical. And I've seen a few people here do some absurd things. Actually, Levi Brown crazy here on going into 10, the way he comes off the brakes and gets that car on the left side yeah. is magical. I don't, he doesn't know what suspension he has, but I don't even, I don't know either. But like I was watching him into turn two. I was, I was posted up right by track entrance yeah. for race four. And it's like he throws it and then it sets. And like, yeah. like everything about the way he drives this track Can is like confirm. fun to watch. I've been in the car with Levi and he throws it through corners. Throws and it. It gets, it gets sort of. Yeah. Like it's fun to watch. And too. anybody can break hard and quickly. Anybody can corner hard. Right. And any, a lot of people can exit well. Very few people can dance from hard breaking to full cornering well. Yeah. That section of driving, that's that's the diamond. Yeah. And Levi is also one of those people that proves like 
uh, run what you got. Like, literally, he has the car he's had for like 10 years. And he yeah. was like, I want to go race to LTC. Uh, Adam, uh, can you do a cage for me? I'll give you the new drivetrain for your car. And I was like, yeah, that, that sounds fine. <laughs> and like, he'd run what you brung, man. We put a cage in it, and away we go. I mean, so. the the car we're looking at for Becky's a Mazda 2. B-spec. Yeah. Slow, fun, reliable. Could even take it to work if you had to. Yeah. You know? And right. could probably take it on the one lap in 2022 with you. Probably could. Um, but it's, yeah, race cars don't have to look like race cars, and most of the best race cars don't look like race cars. Yeah. Or most, most of the best race cars also don't make 700 horsepower. Yeah, the, the best race cars, I think, uh, often... Uh, are the most used and the most loved race cars as well. So, and and I think your cars on one of the, it's one of those things. It's Thanks, one bro. of those well loved, well used, and well cared for machines. And you did dent it at Road America. I was so sad. And I dented it this weekend too. Oh, I'm so disappointed. I well, and and we were talking <laughs> about race results, and I'll I'll keep it short. But it's like we we had the best GLTC race result we've ever had. Yeah. In this last race, worked your way up to top ten in the biggest field we ever had, and it was completely overshadowed for me and I'm still working through this and this will be a subject on yeah. track walking but it was overshadowed by the fact that I made a mistake that hurt somebody else yeah like you and touched that. somebody else's car yeah well how, how bad was Justin's car uh front quarters dented he's not super worried about it but I I don't feel good about this it this car's not perfect no I know <laughs> it's a race I know car. I know I know but <laughs> I yeah it's th- this is a team sport we're yeah. doing like, literally, we had 45 people on it, 55 people yep. on the team this weekend. Yep. We're a team sport, and I yeah. want to do my best to make the the group better. Yeah. And when I do something like that, I don't make the group better. I, I find myself um, kind of being having to be the coach a little bit of this whole team called GLTC. I see we had two, like, basically wet races. Yeah. And then we go into race three, and everybody's like, shit, it's dry. It's on, son. I feel like I should have had a meeting to get everybody's head in order. Because whenever I have a meeting to get everybody's head in order, everybody it goes drives better. better. goes better. But it's like every, we had all this pent-up cr- like craziness. Try-hard energy. Try-hard. Yeah, freaking send it. We had all this send it all over the place. Uh, and uh, yeah. I think there was some send it down there in turn one. There was a little bit of send it on the ground. I, got, I, I drove over some send it. I literally started from the very back because I, I hurt my car uh, yep. in qualifying. Uh, I had to fix it today. Didn't race at all yesterday. Uh, so I started from the back, and I had to watch as all this try-hard happened, like literally from the back. And I'm like, son of a bitch, so much try-hard. Why is there so much try-hard? So I'm, I'm, I, I'm glad I was actually in that race, though, to like see, like, how do you like the, you're talking about the mental aspect of this? Like, how do you get people to do the things the way you want them to do it and the way that they actually want them to do it also? Uh, and especially race car drivers, all these egos, all this energy, this like crazy passion. Like you're dealing with so many emotions. I mean, you're, you're talking about culture building and yeah. in the corporate world. Um, it's it's a, it's a bit of voodoo magic. Like you can't. One person cannot create a culture. Even a small group of people can't create a culture. Right. You just have to hope it's a culture that m- most people are willing to self-select into. Right. But that is strong enough to continue on and that people will self-select 
out of right. like that the culture is so strong that when new people come in and it's and they are the outsiders and they're trying they're trying hard they're bumping they're they're doing stuff that they that the culture says no to yeah that the culture is strong enough that the person recognizes they're an outsider and is like I don't belong here and they go somewhere else or clean it up yeah or they assimilate and they yeah and things happen the way and be are. better I mean that's what yeah. we're trying to do is like it's, I literally wrote it on the dry erase board be better yeah be perfect like mm-hmm. you have to you got mm-hmm. to be the best I mean this group of women and men racer. are phenomenal the pit crews are phenomenal the drivers are phenomenal the support staff is phenomenal but it's like Every single race, when I see a car Every off, single race counts. And it all counts. It's like when I see a car off, I'm like, "Damn it!" I know that's an opportunity that it's we can, missed. We it's can... missed fun. It's missed joy. Yeah, like you want to have all that perfection and joy every single time. And I know it's stupid to think that that's even attainable. It's like it's not an attainable goal. But that doesn't mean that it's not the goal. But it's always got to be. But, the goal. but it's the struggle for that goal yeah. that I. I mean, we're. We all race cars. We're very acquainted with struggle. Yeah, yeah. And, and like there was like almost no drama even after the, like, like there was, it was minor contact, but cars spun, things moved around. Um, there was almost no drama post race. Everybody was like, "Man, right? That was crazy. Shouldn't have done that." But like uh, after that event, I was like, "I'm gonna put my car away. My head's in the wrong spot." Yep. And my I I had I was having more coil problems, but. Uh, well, and that's the one lap event, or that's the grid life in the one lap for me culture yeah. crosses over a lot. I would and imagine. Andy Hollis describes uh, the one lap as it's not a competition between drivers; it's the drivers against the event. Yeah, and that to me is what makes GLTC a team sport. Yeah, is yeah, you may win one, you may not win one, you may be way down a back marker, but. It's all of us working together to yeah. put on the best ratio that we can four times a weekend. Yeah, I put my car away because I was like, I got to talk to as many drivers as I can in the next hour and a half before we turn this race around or whatever it was. Uh, and also, um, I didn't want to do it because I was disappointed that like half a dozen people didn't have fun because their cars broke or they got spun or whatever. Um, it was actually, and you take it to heart too. Oh, w- way too much. So, like, it, w- it would have been what would be considered like an average club race weekend anywhere else in the world, right? Like a race, I mean, like that race right there yeah. was pretty average, and it wasn't much yellow flag. Like, it was pretty clean racing overall. We had green flag almost the entire time. A yep. uh, couple of corners had yellow flags. Everybody yep. got themselves off the track, or they got themselves into a safe location, which is what we asked them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I came in off that race and I was like, oh, well, at least the car's running. Don't really care. Uh, but uh, anybody want to buy a GLTC? Because I'm over it. Like, and it was like the like anybody want to like have this series? <laughs> I was so I was like so I was I was upset to my core that like six people didn't have the perfect time. Uh, but there was great racing at the but, front. But. but And what's great about it is that you've got Abe, you've got Renee, you've got Scott, you've got the drivers, you've got the no, I the, the consistent front runners who we've all, I, I not even bought, like we've self-volunteered into this culture and this idea of what 
GLTC, I think, is and can continue to be. Well, and, and the you preservation guys, is going to be guys hard. You guys shape it yeah. into what you want to be as well. I mean, I try and stay uh, on top of conversations that are happening on social and things. And, you know, there are instances where people who are not in it try to make comments about what GLTC is or isn't. And uh, consistently the response is, you know, like, this is, this is family. Like, we do this and we love it. And it is a labor of love, and no one's getting rich off of any of this. No. But why are we here every weekend? It's because we like the company we're with. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're coming here to beat other people, you're gonna have a bad time. You're 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 not here well, to beat. Also, people. probably because you're not gonna win because the field is stacked. Yeah, I mean we've got, and that and that's the crazy thing. We've got amazingly talented women and men in here, and they give you room to race. Like that's well, that's still one of my favorite quotes from Lichty last year was I'm going to give you room to the race because the worst thing that can happen is what we have a great race. Yeah, the worst thing that happens when you don't pinch somebody off and you leave well, somebody in a and I, I think any fan of racing can say that uh, when when the race is a, a runaway, it's not exciting, right? Like all of you guys are not coming here to win a you know a fancy wooden board. That's that's not why you come. And and so they are fancy, by the way. Uh, so I, I didn't talk about Ballin. these yet. These are the fanciest ones that I have made. I already told uh, Ark Streeter that these were the fancy boys. So these are these are canary wood, and they are that's what it was. Wicked expensive, but no, like <laughs> you you want the opportunity to compete, and you know just running away with it. That's not competing necessarily. Like you want to practice racecraft, and you want a good battle, and so like. Give them room. One, one of my favorite philosophers. Yeah, I have a favorite philosopher. Make fun of me. But he's like, it's, it's um, oh, my God. Peter Rollins. Peter Rollins thank you. Mm-hmm. Blanked for a second. Um, but he basically says that we don't do anything because we win occasionally. We actually do it because we lose. Because that enables us to tell us the story of what it could have been like if it had gone perfectly. Right. So it's in the losing and the struggle that we actually find the joy and the passion in what we do. Yeah, I don't care. Like, I fu- I was talking to the Kellys earlier today, and they are like so, like I want to win, I want to win, and and I was like, I'm not that way at all anymore. I want to race. Like, it's really evolved over the past couple of years for me, especially since GLTC started. Like the best session I think I've ever had on any track, any HPD, any race, anything. Was like battling with you and Brad Kosiba and West Penn. That, that was a pretty killer race. Like it was just super fun. I don't know. Like it wasn't even that crazy, but it was just like your car did this better. I outbraked you. I had like eight miles an hour on you. Dude, on it was back crazy. I'm mid Ohio. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. It, he, I would go to I would go to fifth, like right at the flag stand in the bend at the big straight of mid Ohio. And he would just start driving away. And I was like, oh, MF, I'm going to get you freight. into China Beach. Well, and that's the thing. Like, freight train. I know if I wasn't in front of you yeah. into China Beach, I was screwed. And finally, like, it was yeah. Brad or Ben Dozeman. Yeah. He got in between us. And, like, that just yeah. it killed my ability to keep up so with fun. you. It was so fun. Like, four laps in a row. It was like, it was good. oh, man, look at him drive away from me. Watch me get next to him into China Beach because my car's better on but, brakes. But but I think Becky can att- attest to this that some of my most fond memories have been battles that I've actually lost. Yeah, I'm, I, it wasn't fun because I 
I actually no, got no, no, I, I get it. it. Uh, it was fun because we did it. Like, I want to do that. I don't care who it's with. I had a great time with Clayton Fitzpatrick and the widest Camaro ever. Like, my car's faster than his, especially once I turn the intercooler pump on. But, like, man, that dude makes that Camaro t- 87 feet wide, and the track's only 40 feet wide. Like, it's, it was just super fun. Uh, and like it was just uh, I've been behind him he is hard to pass I got pass. on the outside of him in nine I was like man there's a lot of marbles here this is gonna be super fun but he knew I was there and he kept it clean uh, it was just great like I just I, I I love like racing for the result is not fun racing for the race when when I get rules. back into paddock and I can't take off my helmet because I want to go hug somebody else who's in a different part of paddock like that's yeah, that's the good stuff. When, when uh, at, at Mid Ohio, I went looking for you in West Penn. I know I had to and, go do beginner stuff, and I was just like, I was, I, I felt like, and I, 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 I regret not getting that moment do, from do you. you. Rem- do you remember when you were like seven, and it was like, hey guys, I woke up and it's Christmas morning. You're talking to your stuffed animals. You're talking to like the poster on the wall. You're like, oh my gosh, this is the best. Like I was, th- I was a kid in a candy store. I was the happiest boy. Like I was like, "Holy shit!" Totally clean race, green race. I helped build this. I got to hang out with my friends. I came in. The car's good. Hell yeah, dude! Like I mean, it was the epitome of hell yeah. It was just the best. I remember how excited you were when Eric Meadows passed you, because <laughs> like, it's your buddy who you respect a lot and we're like you you were so happy for him even though he passed you and like he made a really great move <laughs> you were so excited we we were at autobahn and um eric meadows who's a no arrow but on hoosiers right so i'm no arrow but was on street Basic tires and nc 2.5 dirt and he drives super clean and he and i had battled a few times and i was keeping him behind me but my tires were getting hot towards the end of the race and not keeping up, but I could freight train them on the streets. Right. And there's one spot at Audubon, the right, left, right before the long straight on the back. Patience. Yep. Yeah. And, um, the, like he had to get, he had to throw me offline there to where I couldn't be in front of him. And sure enough, the next to last lap, I did patience and I kept turning right to set up for that left mm-hmm. And he did the perfect move, which was instead of following me right, was to dive straight into that left to force me not to be able to radius that out. So I had to check up and slow down. And all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, he knew he could get me at the end. And I saw him do it. Like, I saw him in the mirror. All of a sudden, like, I'm going right. He goes left. I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, that that was it. (laughs) Like, that was the move you had to do. And he, like, in mid... in mid driving, I'm like, "Holy crap! That was, that was the perfect chess move." It's he so done. fun, man! It's so fun. I just freaking love it. I'm not even all that good at it. Like, I'm not that good of a race car driver. Like, I can't. I'm not. I mean, I can be clean. I've never. Hit, I've never hit anybody. Uh, in in there a was GLTC. that one time Randy Popes hit you. Randy Popes did rear end me in an SCCA race. Who was it? Randy Popes. Okay. Yeah, drove right into the back of me for no reason. Maybe because he's handsome, but that's all. Uh, but the he seems like such a happy guy. He's super happy. I talked to him in the cafe afterwards, and he was like, "No, that might have been one of the other guys." And I talked to the other guys, and they were like, "No, it's Randy." <laughs> <laughs> it 
it was an enduro. It was a twelve hour or thirteen hour. Um, and but the like it, the like the the just the happiness that comes from from doing it. Like I'm not I'm not a chess. I'm playing checkers. Like I'm I'm I want to be out there and be clean. I want to. I just want to go have fun. My head is like, did I call time attack to grid? Like my head's not even in the race. I yeah. just gotta. That's half my battle. Is just getting back into the mental well and that's the thing like as much as i think we have to do with instructing and doing everything like that like this i mean i've got becky who's really runs the car and i just get in it sometimes you only have so much mental bandwidth like it doesn't exist i don't have enough i i will i'll probably never win a gltc race i don't have the bandwidth i mean i got on podium one time i mean friday (laughs) friday was the first gltc weekend day i've had without instructing because beginners didn't run friday and i actually had downtime yeah it was weird it's great but it was weird it's hard to do it all but anyway um, abe's looking at the uh we're we're into this for an hour oh god oh man it's midnight midnight. let's Paddock walk time to go to bed, huh? Let's yeah, not, I think that's let's not right. do this. Well, anymore. at least we did some podcasts. Yeah, for so. sure. Thanks, guys. Yeah, buddies. Appreciate you. <laughs> Night, Becky. Good night, Becky. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at Gridlife to say hello. Hello.